Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to another Out of Spec podcast episode. You join me and Brandon where we are going to, over the next few days, just hammer out a whole bunch of episodes on what's been going on with the EV charging situation over you know, the end of 2022 into the beginning of 2023. We're just about two weeks into 2023 right now and um, I think it's a really eye-opening time. I think this year is going to be the year of charging station coverage for us and it's just getting absolutely crazy out there thanks for joining brandon absolutely happy to join as always uh always glad to talk about charging i do it all day anyway yep that's right you do. <laughs> uh, so i think uh i really want to pick up kind of where we left off on the reviews channel with a big video yep. that was called these don't work in the cold and uh they the problem is the you know cold weather came to colorado surprise and uh i rolled up to a few charging stations in zero degree fahrenheit minus 10 degree fahrenheit minus 20 degree fahrenheit and um i could not get any of the brand new hardware that was just installed near my house to work so let me quantify that a little bit electrify america has multiple hardware providers that they use to put in their charging equipment all ea does is operate the network with all the hardware on it and um they recently they the say that again brandon but they spec the hardware is the key point oh, here as well yeah for the new units they spec the hardware absolutely which is crazy so they ripped out the abb units local to my house here in uh loveland colorado is where the station is and then they installed their collaborative project with btc with their brand new hardware. It's a different looking design. If you're into EVs or watching this, you already know what we're talking about. And they left one old ABB off to the side uh, because that is the Chatamo port. The new design doesn't support Chatamo, which I think is fine. We just need to get rid of Chatamo. Yeah. So cool with me. Um, 
now then, you know, I was like, great. The new units had been honestly working fantastic. They've been giving us so much power to the vehicles, sometimes a little bit too much power, I have to say. Uh, and that's a topic for a, a different podcast episode where I don't think they have very good power regulation, actually. Um, but, you know, I went over there and it was freezing cold in my Rivian and uh, it, it wouldn't work. And it wouldn't work not just for me, but for everyone. And it wasn't just our station. It was all of the new stations in Colorado in this temperature dip. And so that to me is a big red flag because this is supposed to be the flagship hardware that's being installed across the country and they don't work when it gets to not even that cold of temperatures like minus five degree or five degrees Fahrenheit, zero degrees Fahrenheit. This isn't that cold. And I mean, it's chilly, but it's like a whole month every winter, basically. That's right. Yeah. So, so basically what would happen was every time you would plug in, we saw Polestar 2 do it, Audi e-tron, uh, the eGMP stuff, our, um, our Rivian, of course, an e-Nero. Every time these cars would plug in, it would initiate a handshake. The charger show is available on the screen. They show is available in the app. As far as EA knows, everything's up and running perfectly. But every time you would initiate a charge, it would come up with fault isolation test error and it would not allow charging and you know i thought okay well maybe it's just our local loveland station at the time that was doing this so i decided to a try a whole bunch of chargers and go to loveland or excuse me go to denver to try the other installations those had the exact same problems that ours had and the other stations all worked for the most part so what's going on here brandon do we do we ever figure out why this was the case I don't think we ever got a concrete answer because EA has essentially gone silent on us, which is pretty interesting. Um, but I think it could be multiple factors. It could be that the chiller units um, and the liquid cooling system on the cables gelled up, froze, whatever, and potentially cracked. I don't think that's the case because they restored full functionality as the temperature came up. Um, you also have thermal expansion and contraction depending on temperature. Uh, and you have different materials that expand and contract at different rates. So it could be that a connection got loose to potentially a ground, potentially a power, one of the phases, who knows what. Um, it could be the cable itself where it actually attaches to the buses inside the dispenser that they just got loose and it wasn't able to do a successful isolation test. And that isolation test is essentially making sure that the DC power going through the cable isn't leaking out. So it's checking for resistance or lack thereof on the entire system. It essentially just injects a bit of power, make sure it goes where it should, and then we'll actually charge the car. Right. And, you know, I'm not totally convinced on the idea that it might be a connection failure only because it was every single post on every mm -hmm. single new BTC hardware exhibited sure. this behavior. Um, you know, it's so crazy I'm how consistent it was. It just was like everything wouldn't work no matter what we did. Yeah, like then, every single one. Then we started to hear some reports on the East Coast where they got cold weather and some older BTC units were exhibiting the same behavior with isolation yeah. test errors. So to me, it really seems like a BTC engineering fault here because the signals yeah. were working fine, deltas were working fine, charge point hardware was working fine. ABB. Uh, yeah, ABB. 
loves the cold. They those yeah, were those things rip in the cold. Yeah, they're great in the cold. And you know, so that was it was all like uh, what the heck. So the problem to me really was something is going on with BTC and cold weather. But here's the thing. Electrify America says they've worked in collaboration with BTC to engineer this hardware that they're putting in this Gen 3 BTC or Gen 4 Signet, more or less. Um, what the heck? How did they not test it in the cold? Because, you know, you could blame it on on low input voltage to the chargers. We've seen that a few times. Uh, you know, it's up to the to network operator to build resiliency in their site to have batteries where they need. Um, and also, just on that topic, a couple of days after I posted the video, uh, we had a commenter say he works for a local power company. And there was a ticket open with them to check the, uh, the incoming power supply. Because I don't think EA knew what was going on. I think it's the yeah. first they had seen it. And uh, he said, nope, power supply was fine. Why do you think they did that? I mean, they're probably just doing things that don't cost them money and are easy, essentially. I mean, creating a ticket with a third party that you don't have to pay for is probably the easiest path to check something. And hopefully they did that in parallel with other processes happening. But that doesn't seem to be the case, necessarily. Uh, I mean, it could be something as simple as they just didn't set proper parameters on some of the sensors and things like that for what are acceptable temperature ranges, <laughs> which is just madness. You would think that someone like EA would have specified a wide enough temperature range that they'd be fine because, I mean, well, they yeah, operate you would, everywhere. You would hope that's the case. If you look at the actual spec of the hardware, the BTC chargers are rated to minus 30 degrees Celsius, which we were like minus 27 at the coldest, but it happened way before we got to that point, of course. And yeah. so I'm just really shocked that that is uh, really the case that's going on here. And and the point is that you brought up as well, Electrify America claims, at least in our conversations with them, that they co-engineered this, which means they actually have some skin in the game here. And it really shows the lack of testing and honestly, the lack of response that they had to this situation. We made it very, very clear through videos on YouTube, through Twitter posts, using multiple cars, showing everyone's experiences that it was impossible to charge on their stations during this you time. They have tested more than they have collectively tested. Yeah, it's, it's very crazy. possible. And and so, but then the crazy thing was the app kept showing available. Cars kept getting routed to the stations. People were getting stranded. They had to get hotels. You know, just our viewers alone, we have multiple multiple reports of them having to get hotels because they were stranded. Um, you know, the bigger problem is just the lack of status reporting. Yes. Like things will break. And if you discover a problem, mark it accordingly. That way, all these vehicles, I mean, Rivians, Mercedes, uh, Lucid, all these cars that have real-time status for Electrify America and others, they're depending on that status being accurate to route their drivers. And if you have incorrect status, you're going to strand drivers. That is the bigger problem than the things breaking themselves. Totally agree. I mean, I think you and I are actually pretty tolerant when things break. But what we don't yeah. like is to actually discover the broken problem on our own. We No, that shouldn't be our job. Right. But it seems to have become it. Yeah. So, you know, we'll have a whole podcast episode on station uptime reporting, uh, what yeah. we're doing with rate your charge and for all these things. But this was really the first major blow i would say to the new hardware because we've seen issues with the new hardware up to this point where they just show us offline and typical software configuration things i would think um signet stuff solvable. yeah we've seen the btc units 
brick Rivian trucks because they provide dirty power and the truck freaks out and blows open the contactors. Does the same thing to, to Audi as well. We saw an e-tron GT, same behavior on the BTC units. So we know like there were some little issues here or there and like that wasn't great. But then this really is showing me that there is such a lack of testing, a lack of um, perceived reliability to the end user that no one should trust this network to travel. I'm totally at that point where you just you just cannot buy a ccs car today and expect hassle free, free road tripping it's not possible yep I not mean, possible you will probably get to your end destination but there is a high likelihood of a delay absolutely like you and i can get there like we'll, we'll you know we'll start pulling switches i don't know we'll do stuff to get things but like i will find a way but a normal person will not absolutely agree and so you know, we get to the the response to this situation, which is what I think will be kind of interesting to this video, which is, you know, I haven't and don't email EA or call or text. They watch all of our stuff. We we know they have, you know, because before we really started to to notice a lot of these problems, anytime I would show up to an EA station, I'd get a text. How did it go? What's going on? And you know what? It would take more time for me to respond to them than it would for me to charge the damn car. So I said, no, no more. I will only call you if I'm completely stranded and cannot get out. So it's just like, I, you know, yeah, I spent 35 minutes on the phone with them a few weeks ago at a new Signet site because there was only one unit working and there was two cars ahead of me. So I was like, well, I have no, nothing else to do here. I may as well spend some time on the phone and see if we can get this stuff working. Yeah. But I refuse to do that because that's not my job. You know, I'll just go plug share, can't charge. I'll make a video about it and they can fix it because at the end of the day, I want to represent the true customer experience and customers don't want to call customer support every time they have to drive a car. So here's what happened. Video went up, did a million views in six days, something like that. Everyone saw it and uh, started to get all the calls from all the automakers, Ford, you know, Volkswagen group internally calling others. They're like, Kyle, what is going on here? What are you finding? Like, this is crazy. And guess what? Not a peep from EA about the whole situation. Not a single tweet or anything. Not an indication. People. And they also seem to have been on like a winter break vacation, their social media team, because there was like nothing after Christmas until like January 2nd, 3rd, I started seeing a whole bunch of Electri America tweet responses to other people, but not to either of us. Right. So they all left and I guess went on vacation or ignored the problem. Meanwhile, drivers are literally trapped, can't get around to where they go, leaving them in a dangerous situation. And it just shows, okay, look, we just can't rely on this network. It's been, you know, what's funny is when this was all started popping up a few weeks ago, um, a Kona road trip I did, I think four years ago, uh, came on YouTube yeah. recommended. I know it did for you too, because we talked yeah, about I this. I watched it, yeah. And it's literally, I could drive the same car and the same route and make the exact same video today. Which is sad. It's just charging problems. Oh man, look. And that was like back FSEC units I was using. Like, oh. Yeah, you're getting drenched in the rain and like having charging issues and on the phone and you didn't have a, as much of a platform then to just tweet it. Sure. But like it was the exact same issues. It's just ridiculous. Some of these sites are on their fourth round of hardware. And so we just have not seen any improvement. In fact, I think we've seen a regression because now we're seeing more people actually rely on the chargers. And, um, you know, I, my cautionary tale is as much as an EV person as I am, if you go anywhere on a trip, do not buy a CCS car. Just wait. Yeah, not right now. Yep. You just cannot. So it's buy a Tesla. Buy, 
yeah, buy a gas car. You know, I had to go to Vegas this past week, took a Tesla. We'll talk about that. Just easy. Yeah. Didn't even have to think about it. Anyway, that's what happened with the cold weather situation. Nothing. Uh, just the other day, I was over at the station doing a, a video talking about idle fees. We'll talk about that as well in a future episode. And I met our local Colorado EA technician. We only have okay. one. He works directly for Electrify America, drives a company e-tron. Dude's living the dream. And he's been with the company for a few months, but he's, he was over there when every, all this cold weather crap was going on. He's, I asked him about it and said, what's going on? And uh, really nice guy. He had no idea who we were. I'm like, by the way, like if you're local in the area, you should probably just follow our rate your charge and you can see when chargers are broken before your company ever knows about it. And he's like, oh, great idea. Like, you know, he yeah. wants to make it better. He was a really yeah. nice guy. Um, but he was like, oh, yeah, I heard about the cold weather, them not working. We just waited for it to warm up and then they're fine. And I'm like, that's not what you should do here. <laughs> Meanwhile, I mean, I saw some occasional Tesla issues over the holidays. And I know personally, a Tesla supercharger tech, he was working seven days a week. I know on Christmas Eve, there was a report of a supercharger down in the area. And he literally had his family Christmas dinner and then drove three hours out to the station because he knew that drivers were being delayed. Just a like, total that is just a whole different level. Yeah. Yeah. Just total difference. And I'm just like, how can we have one tech for multiple stations that seem to fail all the time? And um and and not even like pursue all these issues. I mean, I think they're really strapped down. Uh, he's given orders and here's what you have to fix. And like every time yeah. he has to open up an ABB cabinet, he has to call the ABB tech to get their permission to do something. It's like not a simple, easy process. So I, I have to say, like, pretty overall, very disappointed with the response, very disappointed with the experience not being able to charge. But but again, I didn't really need to charge. I needed to make the video. There were drivers that were literally left stranded because of this. And it's about to get cold again in a few days. And guess who will be back out there testing to see if it continues? I, I can see the YouTube title now. They still don't work in the cold. Oh, great title. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're going with that. Um, so cool. Well, well, there you have it. That's the update on the yeah. major cold weather situation. Nothing good. Um, it, only us, resolution. it just leaves us with more questions. If EA said, hey, actually, hey, thanks for letting us know about this. Yeah. We uh, ran some software diagnostic. We found that, okay, maybe we we're a bit too sensitive on the isolation test. We're going to open that up in a certain temperature range just to allow for, for charging to work. And um, like, you know, sorry. And now you don't have to worry about it, but there's been not a hint of reassurance from them that we don't have to yeah. worry about this problem. And even if they derate them or something like that, that they maybe can't perform at full power at low temperatures, that's like at least being able to charge at even hundred kilowatts versus 200 plus, that's not completely acceptable, but at least better. Well, and a lot of that's down to the cable as well. We noticed that uh, both Signet and Delta units derated in that cold um, just because the glycol can't flow or excuse me, the dielectric fluid just can't flow in the cables. So yeah. um, I'm, I'm okay with derating, but I also think yeah. it's important that you tell the user that you're in a derating mode. And we'll talk mm -hmm. about that with boost cable functions, but also cold weather. You should say, hey, yeah, your car is actually asking for a lot more than we're giving you. Here's why you're not getting the best. And it's because it's minus 30 degrees outside. And like, you know, you should just be happy that you're charging. <laughs> the data is in the charger, just needs to be communicative. Same with free wires. I mean, I think we can have a whole 
podcast just about that is that if a free wire charger, the battery internally is drained and it's only giving you 19 ish kilowatt, you just need to tell someone that. Yeah. Just need to be user. Yeah, totally. Anyway, we'll get into all of this soon. Thanks for watching another out of out of spec podcast episode. This is one of the craziest things that's happening in the EV world right now. The, the focus should be a hundred percent on charging and like, like, zero percent on the cars the cars are great it's all about charging yep well thanks for watching see you in another one thanks brandon bye-bye Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.